Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> You know very well who you are Don't let them hold you down Free for the stars You had a goal, but not that many Cause you're the only one I'll give you good Trying to help educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. And when do we do that? Well, let me go ahead and run that down, the rundown for you with that. Every Wednesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How do you join me? Well, let me go ahead and tell you that as well. One, you can pick up your telephone, dial 347-826-7924, or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2, and that is the number 2. Or you can catch me live on Facebook. Yes, Tina D. Jackson. Make sure to uh, send me a friend request, and then I will let you be my friend, and then I will give you the information on how to tune in every Wednesday night. See there, it is just that simple, okay? So there are several ways to join me. Um, Not only can you listen to the show, but this is an interactive show. What does that mean? That means I want to hear from you. I want you to call me up. I want you to hit me up in the chat room. I want you to start typing in on the timeline on Facebook. Your thoughts, your opinions. You know, if you if your team is doing something, they're moving in the wrong direction, they're hiring the wrong people, they're hiring the right people. All my Lakers fans out there, are you happy? You should be, okay? There should be light at the end of the tunnel. But I want you to call me up. Uh, I want you to talk about whatever is on your mind. Keep it sports-related. This is a sports show, okay? You know. <laughs> But sometimes we veer off a little bit. I know, I know. But all I ask is that you keep it respectful because everyone has an opinion and they have a right to that opinion, all right? So, again, you just press, uh, in order to talk to me, if you call me up, just press the number one on the telephone. As I said, create an account in the chat room or hit me up on the timeline on Facebook, all right? If you are not following the show, please do so. Uh, please do that as well. Go to the home page again 
blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 Click the follow link. Make sure to follow all of the prompts. But most importantly, make sure to activate your email. That way your number can be counted. And you can also subscribe to the show in iTunes. Yes, there are a multitude of ways that you can find me, talk to me, locate me, listen to me. Yes, I'm here for you to do all of the above. <laughs> it's Wednesday night, y'all. Aren't you happy? I hope you're having a good week because, you know, this joy, this, uh, this joy that I have, the world can't take it away. I'm telling you now. Hope everyone's having a wonderful evening. All right, so what else is on my mind tonight? Uh, oh, they re-aired the New Edition story for all of my New Edition fans out there. This time it included um, footage and uh, clippings from the actual members. So they showed us um, actual moments from their tours. They gave us um, real-life commentary of um, the, the real members' um, perspective and their accounts of actual incidents and, and um, things that were portrayed in the movie. So if you didn't catch that, I don't know if they're going to re-air that, but it was really, really good, you know, just to be able to hear from the original members their thoughts of what was going on at that time um, that the movie portrayed. So um, definitely a good job for, for BET with that. However, on part three, they um, they said that it was going to end at a certain time, and it didn't, so my DVR didn't catch the ending. Come on, BET. Let's get it together. I know you do 45, worth, 45 minutes worth of commercials, but you could have told the sister that. But let's see what else. Is, oh, but BET they, BET, they are doing the thing with another show. They have a show called The Quad. If you're not catching that, it's uh, it's a depiction of – you know, HBCU life. Um, it's the story of a president who got booted out of a former school because she slept with one of the students, and then she moved to a, a black college down here in Atlanta. And a whole lot of story comes along with that, you can imagine. So, yeah, let's, let's definitely um, tune in and um, support our shows on BET. Not everything is reality TV and all that foolishness. So, um, you know, if you want to see and keep good um, TV, you know, on the air, we need to make sure to support our um, networks, okay? So, yeah, so the quad, that airs uh, Wednesday night, so make sure to set your DVR for that because 8 to 10, you know, you need to be right here so you don't miss out on anything. All right, and let's see what else. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, for all my NBC fans, the Chicago series, you know, PD, uh, Med, just um, it was the Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, and Chicago Med, where they are adding another show to that um, series. It will be Chicago Justice. So I believe that is going to air next Sunday, this weekend. I think they're going to have an anniversary for the uh, producer and director of all of those shows, Dick Wolf. So that should be um, very good for you know all of my fans who follow the NBC crime stories and dramas and all that. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and get to the rundown for what we will be talking about tonight. I mentioned it at the top of the show, very, very top. Jeannie Buss finally cleans house, yes, and she brings in some magic back to the Lakers. So all my Lakers fans out there, I don't want to know if, I want to know how long will it take magic to resurrect those Lakers and bring back uh, championship, uh, you know, quality championship fever back to the purple and gold. So not if, but how long, all right? NBA All-Star Weekend is not fantastic. Yes, we will recap recap NBA um, All-Star Weekend. And I don't know about you, but they really need to take a book from the NFL. Um, NFL has turned around 
I think in a in a dramatic way, um, the Pro Bowl because it was very competitive this year. Uh, so the NBA they need to get in touch with the NFL because that this weekend was horrible and the games. Okay, we'll talk about it though. So make sure to call me up, tell me what you think. Uh, Darrell Rivas from the Jets charged with four felony counts. We will definitely dive into that. Um, didn't get to it last week with the NFL franchise. We know that the franchise tag that was last Wednesday where teams were able to start placing the franchise tag on players. So we'll talk about that. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, News and Notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's Lyrics, TJ's Motivational Moment, and so much more. As always, a jam-packed show for you tonight. So we will go ahead and jump into our first break. The breaks tonight, I'm telling you, you know I love the show Unsung, right? Oh, I didn't mention that, but they will be giving a tribute to James Brown tonight, so make sure you catch that. But the stories that they have been um, depicting and revealing to us this season of Unsung have just been, once again, phenomenal. Great job, TV One. So the songs tonight are going to be a couple of uh, just a mixture of songs from the artists that have been featured in this season of Unsung. So it should really uh, be some feel-good music for you. Hopefully, it'll take you back to where you were when you were, when these songs, you know, came out and what you were doing, how they made you feel, and if they bring back bad memories, I'm sorry. Just think about the good times, okay? <laughs> All right, so with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break, and then right after this, we'll dive into it. The L.A. Lakers, they bring some magic back to the forum. We'll talk about it right after the break. This is TJ, LL Sports 2.
Yeah, David Hollister, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to TJ tonight on LL Sports 2. Dave Hollister, he was featured two weeks ago, I think it was, and who knew that he was just a player player from the Himalayas. I did not know. But uh, it cost him, you know, cost him his marriage and everything. But uh, one of the, one of the, um, I want to say one of the best voices we had in R&B back in the 90s. So uh, definitely, definitely a good voice right there. And just want to let everybody know we are now live on Facebook. Atiyah, what's going on? How you doing, girl? Welcome to the show tonight. All right, so let's go ahead and get to it. NBA News, the L.A. Lakers, they have made some moves. Named Mad, uh, They named Magic Johnson president of basketball operations. Yes, so all of you Lakers fans out there, I know this has been a long time coming. Um, the team also reached agreements with the agent, um, the agent of actually Kobe Bryant, Rob Palinka. Um, so this would make Palinka the GM. The team fired the long-running GM, Mitch Kupchak. I think it was, it's been over 30 years since these people have been in place uh, at the Lakers organization. But GM Mitch Kupchak has been fired. Uh, Jim Buss has been retired from his role as Lakers Executive VP of Basketball Operations. And the VP of Public Relations, John Black, was also fired. So they have cleaned house in L.A., and uh, like I said, it's about time. Even me as a diehard, um, diehard Lakers hater, <laughs> I have – now, I, I have admired – you can admire players and you can admire a team, but you still kind of have, you know, just uh, – I don't want to say hatred because hatred is a harsh word. But, you know, when you use hatred in sports, it's a little bit different. Uh, but, yes, I did have some pure hatred for the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks. Uh, along the way, um, I started hating the Pacers. And, uh, of course, we were in more recent times, the Heat. And let's see, anybody else? Did I say the Pistons? Did I say the Knicks? <laughs> did I say the Lakers? <laughs> Needless to say, you could tell me being a Bulls fan, but yes, but uh, but you like I said, and I mentioned this last week. You know, basketball just isn't right when the Lakers are consistently irrelevant. Uh, you know, there's just certain things that just should not be, and the purple and gold, uh, them just being irrelevant for uh, going on. I mean, it's been three years definitely, but those last couple of years with Kobe even. Uh, you know, with all of the injuries that he started sustaining, um, multiple injuries during the season or, um, you know, having to miss majority of seasons and stuff like that. When the Lakers are irrelevant, basketball just isn't good. So I'm happy for the Lakers that they uh, seem to be moving in the right direction, uh, definitely by hiring Magic Johnson to take over president of basketball operations. Now, Jeannie Buss, she spoke to a group of um, reporters. This was um, yesterday at the practice facility. So I definitely want to play a bit of um, a snippet of what she had to say to the reporters on Tuesday. So let's take a listen. This um, was a very difficult decision. Um, it was probably so hard for me to make that I probably waited too long. And um, for that, I apologize to Laker fans. Um, 
but um, now with clarity and direction and, and after uh, talking with Irvin, really knowing that uh, a change was needed and that's why we're here today. 347-826-7924, that's the number to call to talk to TJ tonight on LL Sports 2. And that was uh, Lakers president and co-owner Jeannie Buss speaking to a group of uh, reporters who who uh, cover the LA Lakers, um, like their beat reporters and, and, and writers and stuff, but speaking to them on Tuesday. She went on to say, I quote, I took these actions today to achieve one goal. Everyone associated with the Lakers will now be pulling in the same direction, the direction established by Magic and myself. We are determined to get back to competing to win NBA championships again, end quote. Uh, so if you want to read between the lines there, that means that there was uh, dysfunction and discord between Jeannie Buss and her brother um, and uh, probably the public relations man and the, the GM, Mitch Kupchak, uh, for her to say that now, you know, that they will be pulling in the same direction, uh, insinuating that they were pulling in different directions. And I think uh, from the play that you saw or the talent that you saw um, on the – um, Lakers organization, you could tell that they were just moving in two different directions and moving in the wrong direction again. Uh, Lakers just not even remotely close to having, um, you know, just remotely close to having um, a, a good product. So uh, definitely, like I said, happy for happy for for Magic too because you know when you've invested so much of you into a franchise, it has to be disheartening to see them just not only um, be irrelevant, to be, but to be just, you know, just non-existent. You know, it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't build up the organization, you know, and true enough, it's not just magic, you know, I understand that, but you have to have just invested, um, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And you don't want to see the, the organization that used to be so, you know, just associated with championships, associated with greatness, just become, you know, just a, a, a afterthought. <laughs> so the, the franchise is definitely too storied for that. So, and you know, everything happens in God's timing too. So it, it just may not have been um, – Maybe Jeannie wanted Magic to, to hold um, this type of position, but with, with everything that Magic has going on, I mean, let's be real, Magic has his hands and so many fires. This is one of the man ain't burned his hands off, okay? Uh, you know, he, he's the uh, part ownership of the L.A. Dodgers, um, all of his other just many um, businesses. I don't know, is he still in the movie business? Um, I know that they pretty much all closed here in Georgia, but and I think he still has his Magic Johnson Theaters in L.A., the Starbucks. So Magic is, is definitely busy, but I know that there's a part of him that has always wanted to be a part of the Lakers organization in a um, um, front office role. So, you know, it's just this was this was the time. Um, he, he also spoke to the reporters at the uh, team's practice facility, and he said, I quote, I wouldn't be sitting here if it was a good situation. He went on to say, I quote, I understand what I'm up against, but I'm here, and I'm here for the long haul, and eventually we will turn it around. So um, as I posed the question at the top of the show, I posed the question when I went live on Facebook. Um, I don't believe that it's a matter of if. 
I just believe it's a matter of how long. So I want to ask all my Lakers fans out there, or even if you're not a Lakers fan, but, you know, you just enjoy the sport of basketball, how long do you think it will take Magic to turn around the culture and the um, just the dysfunctionality of the Lakers organization? How long do you, do you think? Uh, me personally, we're not going to count this year. Um, I do think they have the right coach in place. So I think that Luke um, Luke is going to be very good for the Lakers because not only was he a player, um, so he knows he's been around winning cultures. So not only can he bring that, but I think he can definitely relate to the uh, players of today because he's, you know, his age and um, just um, just from him being, again, part of, you know, because he came from the Warriors organization, so he's been around, you know, the the millennial um, players. So I definitely think that they have the right coach in place, and it's a matter of who will they be able to lure to the Lakers because I do think that they need a superstar. I, I don't think that there's actually been any um, team, any organization that has made it to you know, playoff after playoff after playoff, and then eventually to the finals without a superstar athlete on their team. So, we, and we don't we don't know. Maybe there's a diamond in the rough here on the team already. You know, D'Angelo Russell. Um, what's the other guy that they have? Uh, the one that they uh, drafted this year. As you can tell, you know, I don't follow the Lakers like that. <laughs> so I'm a Lakers fan. Y'all help me out. <laughs> But, um, you know, they may have a, a diamond in the rub. They may have their Jimmy Butler, you know, who puts in the hard work, um, who does what is what what needs to be done to be successful and will turn into an all-star. But speaking on first take last week, Magic Johnson clearly stated that if he was to have a front office position with the Lakers, the first call he would make would be to one Kobe Bean Bryant. And we know that if Kobe takes a role in the front office with the Lakers, there's going to be nothing but a uh, a winning culture there because Kobe don't play that. Okay, so you're either going to find out real quick whether you want to win or you just want to collect a paycheck. And if you want to collect a paycheck, I don't think you're going to be on the Lakers roster too much longer. Okay, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to TJ tonight. So um, Johnson, he called this position his dream job. So we know that he is going to take this job seriously. He is going to to put uh, just as much effort as he did into making them, um, you know, bringing those championships to the Lakers back in the 80s. I think he's going to put all of his – his everything into making this this um, franchise, like I said, back on top. So um, he said if he were scared of the task of being um, president of basketball operations, then, um, you know, he, he, he hasn't shied away from that position, put it like that, because he has had offers from other teams, i.e. Golden State Warriors, uh, the Detroit Pistons, and I believe it was even the New York Knicks. They had, you know, approached him about holding a high-ranking position in their organization as far as VP of, you know, basketball operations. So it just it wasn't what he wanted to do. Uh, I think that just shows you, again, the dedication and the just the – the, the the relationship, the, the loyalty that he has with the L.A. Lakers. Because uh, the Golden State Warriors, especially now, that would be a 
pretty gravy job, don't you think? Um, the Detroit Pistons. They're not. Um, they're not, of course, the Pistons of what 2004, whenever they won the championship. But um, not a bad gig. And but the New York Knicks now joining forces maybe with Phil Jackson might be a good thing. But Phil might have been wanting Magic to come join them so he could get out the hole that he's dug for himself well, with the New York Knicks. But again, the Warriors, Pistons, and Knicks have approached. Um, Magic Johnson in the past about a front office position. Um, he said that he wants to empower his general manager, Palinka to make decisions, but he also noted, and he says, quote, anything to do with trades, the draft is, of course, going to end with me. He will be the end all, be all when it comes to decisions. So if, whether they go good or whether they go bad, he will be the man that you can come to and ask Magic what is going on okay and you have to you have to respect that because that's a problem i believe with not even with sports but just corporations period you have too many chiefs you know everybody wants to to be able to to speak their you know give their points um implement their plans you know all of that but you can't have too many chiefs in the kitchen okay you have to have your fair share of indians um and you have to have one voice that people know, okay, this is the direction we're going in, this is where I can go to if I'm having a situation, um, you know, and I think, well, we all know that that was the dysfunction that was going on in the previous regime. On top of the fact that I don't think the people in place knew what they were doing anyway. So, yeah, Jeannie, you, you may have taken a little bit too long, but that's neither here nor there. You know, the decision's been made, and now it's time to move forward, Okay. <laughs> So um, he also added, Magic Johnson, um, speaking to the reporters, he says, "I quote, you don't know that I, you don't know that I'm a control freak. You don't get to where I am without being one. I'm going to make sure that I set the strategy, that I set the tone, and that this organization is going to be about excellence on and off the court. That's what we're going to be about. And then everybody will have a clear role. And of course, I'm a point guard, so I like to work with everybody." End quote. So um, Magic, he emphasized that, you know, of course, he needs to learn the nuances of the today's NBA, um, most importantly, uh, most, you know, um, urgently, the latest uh, collective bargaining agreement. So he has to get, you know, familiar with the terminology, what is all, you know, goes on on with the uh, new collective bargaining agreement because he says, you know, it's nothing like it was in the 80s. So, you know, dealing with the salary cap, the analytics, and, um, of course, you know, the key elements of today's game that, you know, it's a totally different game than when he played. Um, so he has to get familiar with the exacts um, and the specifics of what uh, what they are able and can do in uh, today's NBA. Because he, did, he said, as in regards to the 1980s, he says, quote, those days are over with, end quote. And, yes, as basketball fans from, you know, old school heads like me, we know that the game has changed, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and not always for the better, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, he also said that um, he's going to accept NBA Commissioner Adam Silver's office uh, I'm sorry, offer to visit his office in New York City very soon to learn about um, and more about the CBA. So, again, uh, definitely a good move, good move for the Lakers. Um, Johnson said that he will um, help lure free agents back to the Lakers, and this is uh, four straight off seasons now of being turned down by, the, by their top targets. We believe, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I do believe that um, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, 
uh, a.k.a. Boogie, that he was approached um, for a trade deal. Well, I don't necessarily know if he was approached, but his agent was approached. But don't know how how hard the Lakers went to try to acquire DeMarcus Cousins. But when you see what the Pelicans had to give up for DeMarcus, I'm pretty sure the Lakers could have threw their threw their hat in the, in, in the ring too. But um, like Magic said, though, the top recruits, um, the top free agents for the last four seasons haven't even had a desire to come to the Lakers. And, you know, it's like at the end of the day, Excuse me. It's still the purple and gold, you know. So it's like, wow, you know. There's just certain organizations that you would think, just because of their storied history, you know, like um, in football, you know. The, I hate to say this, but you know, to put the star on your helmet. Of course, the 49ers. Um, now the Patriots with their dynasty coming up. Um, of course, in in basketball, it's the Knicks. Um, it's the Bulls. You know, it's just that lure. And, of course, the Lakers, uh, baseball, the Yankees, you know, the Boston Red Sox, they're just those teams that you would think people would just want to to, to be a part of just that culture, Um, even if the culture now isn't what you're used to seeing from those organizations. But you would think that that would kind of motivate them and and inspire them to want to bring it back to those glory days. So, But as we all know, um, nobody really has been – knocking down the door of the Lakers to, to join that squad. But it does bring into question because we know, um, speaking of free agency before the whole Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors, it had been said and reported and rumored that Russell Westbrook would have really liked to go back home to L.A. and play for the Lakers. But we now know that he has committed himself to OKC, but – is it in stone? Is it sketched? Is it sketched in stone? So this, I think, this is this magic becoming vice president of basketball operations. I think it's going to make for some interesting chess moves coming up um, for this season and next. So um, definitely excited to see that. I would hate to see Westbrook leave OKC just for you know the simple fact of the hope that he's given that city and kind of the um, given his word that you know he was going to stay and and um, you know be a part of the Thunder and the Thunder organization. But hey, this is America, and as far as I know, you still have the right to you know make your own decisions. February 22nd. I don't know. That might that might change within 30 days. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl tonight on LL Sports 2. I also want to give a quick shout-out to everybody who's tuned in on Facebook. So let's see. A T-I-C out there. Tia said, bump the fakers. Go heat. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're still representing the heat, though. You know, a lot of people jumped off that bandwagon. Once uh, LeBron left, and then especially when D-Wade left. So good for you, Atiyah. I'd like to see that loyalty, girl. I should know that because you're a 49er fan. Uh, Darren Miller time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jackie, what's going on, Jackie? What's up with your Lakers? What, what, how long is it going to take for, the, for for Magic to get this thing turned around? Talk to me. He says, uh, hashtag Late Show will return. Book it. Okay. How long is it going to take? Marion, welcome to the show. Marlon Allen in the house. Glad you didn't include the Cavs and the King. In the teams, well, yeah, you're right. We haven't had um, that much of a rivalry with the with the Cleveland Cavaliers as of yet. There, uh, Marlin, and you know your 
support of them them uh, Cleveland Cavaliers there. But once we get back to our winning ways, a.k.a. get some help for Jimmy Butler, other than D. Wade, who's on his last leg. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> Mike Johnson in the house. Eric Hodges, what's up, family? I see you out there. Tone, what's up, Tone? Ken Dixon in the house. Shout out to each and every one of you for tuning in to the show tonight. Jawan, Lig, Tori, what's going on, everybody? Mark, Mike Markson in the house. Bruce Miller, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. I will get to everybody's comments when I get to the break. That uh, gives me an opportunity to uh, talk to everybody and chime in on the timeline, get in on the conversation. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, ESPN, they wrote a statement um, dealing with Johnson's departure. They said, I quote, Magic informed us of his decision to accept this opportunity with the Lakers and thus end his current role on NBA Countdown in order to focus on his newfound responsibilities. In other words, deuces, okay, NBA Countdown, Vice President Basketball Operations for the Lakers. I think it was an easy choice, and I know that the ESPN uh, company was, and Disney, they were more than willing to accommodate uh, him getting out of that contract, okay, because that is one one storyline that ESPN doesn't want to be involved in, okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah, congratulations to you, to you uh, Magic, and I do believe that the Lakers will be moving um, in the right direction. Lakers, they won four NBA titles and had the fifth best record in uh, the NBA under Kupchak, um, who gained full control as Lakers GM in August of 2000. So for 17 years now, he has uh, been in control, and uh, we know that the Lakers, they've missed the playoffs in each of the previous three seasons, which is the longest streak in Lakers franchise history that they have not been in the postseason. So, like I said, moving in the right direction, and that's all you can ask for. Because um, my Bulls, it'd be nice to know that uh, we were moving in the right direction here. The latest I heard was that there are rumors that we are possibly – trying to trade Jimmy Butler to the Boston Celtics. I hope that is just a rumor because I'll be the first ones to tell you right now, if we let go of Jimmy Butler, I don't know anybody on the Celtics, including Isaiah Thomas, that I would rather have over Jimmy Butler. So if the Bulls get rid of Butler, I'm telling you right now, I am putting my Bulls, fan card on the shelf. I will be taking a hiatus. I'm not leaving them. Not saying that. As y'all know, loyalty is my middle name. I am Tina Denise Loyalty Jackson, okay? But this would be one of the most idiotic moves outside of letting go of Thibodeau a couple years ago because this coach here, uh, I don't even want to say his name, Fred Hoiberg, he can – Hoy his cell phone back to college for all I care. But uh, getting rid of Jimmy Butler would be the wrong thing to do right now. So um, if we do, if we if we deal him off, because, you know, I was, I'm was i still hurt off of the Luol Dang trade. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. It's water under the bridge. But if we get rid of Jimmy, oh, yeah, I'm putting my, putting my Bulls card up on the shelf for a little while. Don't know how long. I can't tell you. It's just going to be uh, for an indefinite amount of time. Book that. Okay. <laughs> I'm letting you know now. So um, let's see. Update on the Charles Oakley 
um, James Dolan fiasco, Dolan has really done his part. You know, I, I said on the show last week that I was supporting um, Charles Oakley in his request for wanting a public apology because James Dolan did uh, publicly, you know, um, have have Oakley arrested and publicly tried to smear his name, saying that he thinks that he has, you know, mental issues and calling him an alcoholic and all that. So if you want to publicly, you know, um, crucify the man, then I think you should publicly apologize as well. But Charles, I think you're going a little bit too far now. You know, they, they said that there's a possibility of them, you know, having a Charles Oakley Day this season because they are celebrating the 70-year, um, you know, they're having a 70-year anniversary at the at the Garden this season for the Knicks organization, past and present. Um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, that, that Oakley is just supposed to welcome anything that Dolan does with open arms. But come on now, Charles. The man has apologized to you at the at the sit down that you had with Adam Silver, Michael Jordan was on the phone and it was Dolan and Oakley in the room. So he did publicly apologize to you for that. He lifted the ban uh from not allowing Oakley to to enter into um Madison Square Garden and again, you know, just trying to trying to come to some kind of resolution with this. And now you just kind of, you know, kind of keep trying to stick the fork you know, in the meat, it's already done. It's pretty well done there now, okay? It's about to be dried out, Oakley. So let's get a grip here. Let's get it together. Still love you, but uh, you're doing a little bit too much, okay? <laughs> so let's talk about some trades that are uh, brewing here in the NBA. So the Pelicans, they have agreed to acquire, as I mentioned just a little bit ago, uh, former Kings, Sacramento Kings forward DeMarcus Cousins, and he is going to be um, traded for guards Tyreek Evans, Buddy Heald, Langston Galloway, and a 2017 first-round pick. Um, the Pelicans had a top three projected pick um, and also a 2017 second-round pick, and this is according to ESPN's Mark Stein. The Pelicans also will acquire forward Omri Caspi in the deal. Now, Cousins, he can become a free agent after the 2017-2018 season, and he is eligible for an extension this coming summer. So we'll have to see how this, this trade works out for the rest of the year and if this is a good fit for the Pelicans to see if they want to extend um, Cousins with a long-term deal because, or basically try to wrap him up um, in, while he's a free agent. Um, but Cousins and his new teammate now, Anthony the Unibrow Davis, they are the only players in the NBA to average 20 points per game and 10 rebounds per game in each of the last four seasons. So the new nick- nicknames now is Boogie and the Brow. Boogie and the Brow. Got to love it, okay? I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yes, DeMarcus Cousins, he is coming to um, New Orleans. And, you know, I thought it was funny, too, because they announced it right after All-Star, you know, after the All-Star game. So I was wondering, you know, I wonder if uh, I hope that those two got along at All-Star. You know, it, it would kind of be messed up if, you know, those two brothers, they met or hung out and, you know, one was like, man, I'm glad he ain't on my team. And then you Go to, you know, you get home and check the TV, and it's like, breaking news, Cousins to the Pelicans. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> but it looks like they are both, you know, excited about um, about this uh, union re- uh, um, joining of, of, of forces here. So 
congratulations to you, cousins. Um, and for all of those, you know, who say that cousins is, you know, he might be the T.O. of basketball, they say that, you know, he has um, kind of issues with his attitude. Uh, he could be, you know, a cancer in the locker room. Um, no one really likes his uh, personality, his demeanor, whatever, but you can't take away the man's talent. Now, I know that sometimes your your personality and your attitude can overshadow your talents and it can push you out of the league, but um, you never know. It's just sometimes atmosphere and environment. If you move it, if you move it, you, you, you transplant it, you transfer it, it can make a big difference. So um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy for him, and I hope that this is a, a move in the right direction. All right, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl tonight, TJ. And remember, if you call me up, press number one. You can join me in the chat room. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2, or you hit me live on the timeline on Facebook. All right, so with that, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead, jump into a quick break. On this break, I'm going to hit my Facebook fans up, talk to them, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some more trades that um, that are going on, that are in the works. And NBA All-Star, did you see it? Did you catch it? What did you think? I'm going to give you my thoughts. We'll recap it after the break. This is TJ, LL Sports Tips.
is music right there. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. Some after seven. Well, actually, that's a milestone. That was when um, the two uh, groups of brothers joined forces: Casey and JoJo, and Kevon and Ah, um, oh, his name escapes me. Babyface's older brother, Marvin, um, joined forces and uh, created the group Milestone. After seven, they were featured on Unsung last week. So if you catch, if you didn't catch it, make sure to catch that. All right, so I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Like I always say, if you want to talk to me, you call in, you press number one, and I bring you right on in. So we're going to go to the phone lines here. Let's get it in. 336-601, you on with TJ. Talk to me. How's it going, TJ? This is Marlon calling from the Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley in the house. <laughs> what it do? <laughs> uh, well, since you're talking about basketball, you know, I only got two words for you, and that's the king. <laughs> you know, Marlon, I must be honest. I don't know if I liked you better when you didn't like basketball or if you didn't <laughs> test you down with, with the Cavaliers. I, you know, it's still up in the air. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. Uh, I've always, you know, I've, I've liked the Lakers from a distance. I mean, Magic is actually – I can't say if I have an absolute favorite NBA player, um, but he's if, if I would say one, he would he would be right there. He would be one of those that I would say is my favorite. Um, so I, I like that he's there. Um and you know you got to bring about change, and when you bring about change, you got to clean house. And uh, I uh, I liken it to to what we did, you know, in the Niners franchise this year. You know, you just you got to clear out the mindset, you know. Um, and like I say, Cupcake has been there. You know, they've had a ton of success under him, but you know sometimes uh, it, you just hit that wall. You know, um, no one is great forever, um, and everyone has their their downfalls. And uh, sometimes it's just it's just time for change, and and uh, having a fresh mind and a fresh thought is a good thing. And and I wish him nothing but the best. But um, the road to to uh, Davy O'Brien trophies is just through one man and uh, and his sidekicks. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not hardly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a comedian on Thursdays. Just y'all come check me oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, it, you know it's good for them. And, and like you said earlier, uh, you know the NBA. I mean, with the Lakers, with their storied history, um, it, it, is, it isn't the same without them being you know very dominant. It was kind of the same thing you know back in the late '90s. You know, and everything when they had their fall, and you know, Kurt Rambis was being their coach, and you know, the players <laughs> wasn't paying him no attention. You know, and then also even with uh, with Dale Curry, you know, uh, what didn't somebody uh, hit him or throw a towel in his face or something like that? Um, wasn't it uh, Metal um, World? No, no, or, I thought it was somebody else. Uh, it was before that. It was before him. I can't remember who it was, but I mean, it, they 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 went through their downfall. You know, right. with um, you know, and then of course the the resurgence with with Kobe and and Shaq, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, if every franchise goes through it, and um, it just looks like definitely 
even though they had their downfall then, this one is, is totally different. You know, I mean, you're you're basically the laughing stock of the league, and that's mm-hmm. definitely you know not something good for their for their story franchise. So kudos to them, and and uh, as a Magic guy, uh, I, I wish them the best. You know, so but um, but as long as the King is playing, you know, that's who uh, that's 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 my guy. That's the squad. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I definitely hear you with the king, but um, but yeah, and and it's good too because I think especially this last three, four, five years, it wasn't even really about the team. I felt I felt like it was just more so, um, you know, Jim Bus just trying to go against anything his sister wanted, and the the team itself had to suffer. You know, it was just a oh, yeah. power struggle. And, yeah. you know, I think Jeannie that's, was concerned about the team and the organization, but the brother just, he just, because he could, he did. And right. he just, you know, went down the hole. And and that's where, you know, it was prevalent that, you know, that she had ultimate control. And, and like right. you said, and, you know, listening to the to the to um, to her interview, saying that, you know, she probably waited too long. And which, of course, you know, having, you know, you want to have loyalty to your family and, and and uh, hope that things work out. But, you know, sometimes you, family and business just don't mix. And, um, you know, it just got to that point. And, you know, but like I say, you know, may they uh, go onward and upward. Yeah. That is true. uh, Real quick, uh, uh, I'm glad that you're seeing the light with uh, Oakley. He was a guy that I did like because he always had that junkyard dog mentality when he played. I always liked that and admired that. And I was a Patrick Ewing fan also. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it, again, you know, Dolan is, is doing what he can, you know, and and Oakley's just, you know, he's just been out there. So I mean, again, you, you're not going to win. Uh, there's there's nothing for Oakley to win right now, you know. Right. So, uh, but uh, you know, if if he thinks this is the best route for him, then knock yourself out. But basically, the fanfare that you accumulated, you know, that can go to the wayside, you know, because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey, it, it is what it is, man. That's so. where it's going now. It's like, you know, everybody was in his corner. You know, not to say that they agreed with him putting his hands on security and all of that, but, you know, he he was rallying the troops there. But you keep on down this road, and people are going to be like, all right, now, Oakley, you might need to be banned again. Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but I uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to Magic. You know, like I say, he's one of my, you know, favorite all-time favorite basketball players. You know, and wish him well, but uh, you know it only comes down to about the Cavs right now. And um, you know, continue to have a wonderful show. And um, real quick, I know you haven't gotten to it, but I am ecstatic that we have our staff is all in place now. So uh, you know, we're ready to rock and roll. Already got our first uh, free agent. I like the I like the move. And uh, let's see what happens uh, come next week at the combine and see if there's some more moving and shaking going on. Because um, them damn Niners, we're not laying down anymore. I'm ready. I'm excited. I tell you, I don't know if you get to listen to a lot of the stuff. If uh, you follow Cal and, and, and uh, Lynch's interviews, you know, on the local uh, uh, networks here, if you get the podcast. But, man, uh, Lynch really speaks with fire. And um, I, I'm excited, you know. Like I said, I watched him as, a, as he played in Tampa and everything. But listening to him speak, uh, he is one that that speaks truly, and he speaks from the heart, and he mm-hmm. and there's no sugarcoating, and there's no hidden agendas. Kind of like with Bulky, sometimes you had to read between the lines of what he was saying. But uh, Lynch is is a pure straight shooter, and I'm super duper excited. 
Right. Okay, cool. Now, are you talking about, because um, I, I did, quickly I saw it, uh, is it William, um, K, yeah. K. Sean? Uh, yeah. What's his, is, is that it? Okay. That's a free agent you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and I and I don't get to see the uh, CS, what is it? I used to see the press conferences. Yeah, but I don't get that, uh, I don't get to see it anymore. I don't know why it's, um. Like it'll say 49ers press conference, but then something else will, will show up. So I do try to catch the uh, they they put the videos on the website. So I always um, right. usually Thursdays are my are my day to try to catch up on the press conferences. But um, but I haven't been able to um, as of right. late. So yeah. So um, all right, good. Well, yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'll, I'll try ahead. to find you a link if because uh, he does a weekly show on uh, 95 the game 95.7 the game. Uh, I'll see if I can find a link to like some podcasts and, and uh, then that way you could follow him. But like I said, I mean, he's one that, that speaks very well and, um, you know, and very inspiring, which um, a lot of people have, have credited him, credited him with uh, being a leader of men and with his interviews and the way he speaks, uh, you could definitely see that and you could feel that. So, uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful days ahead. Uh, Lynch primarily right now. Shanahan Lynch, okay. is kind of in the background. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, right now is, is more Lynch is doing his weekly shows. Okay. Uh, I think Shanahan has been pulled in to do a weekly show on uh, on one of the stations, um, but I haven't uh, I haven't listened to it because I really don't like that station that much. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always, for calling in and chiming in and talking to me. You know, it, me always got to do it, got to do it. And continue to have a wonderful show, and uh, the sky's the limit. Keep looking up. All right. Thank you so very much. Will you enjoy the rest of your evening and have a great week and weekend? All right. Thank you. Do the same. Okay. Bye now. All right. Bye. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to your girl TJ tonight on LL Sports Two. So, um, so yeah. So good news, like I said, for the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, the first, the first, um, I guess, form of business that Magic Johnson um, has done. He didn't waste any time. They have agreed to trade guard Lou Williams to the Rockets for forward Corey Brewer. I believe that's the same Corey Brewer that played from a Bulls. I wouldn't mind having him back too. But um, so they trade for Corey Brewer and a first-round uh, draft pick, and this was according to multiple reports. Cor- Corey Brewer, he played defense. Couldn't shoot worth a darn, but he played some good defense. Uh, let's see, they're saying that the Pacers are pursuing a trade for 76ers center Jaleel Okafor. Um, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, they are saying that they are asking um, what the price would be in a trade for center Brooke Lopez. Uh, but they're saying that whatever was being – you know, the number that was put out there, whatever, um, that the price has dropped. This is according to ESPN's Mark Stein. Um, the Nets had previously wanted two first-round draft picks for Lopez, but Brooklyn now would accept a first- and second-round draft pick for his services to move to the Brooklyn Nets. And then the Knicks. This one I was kind of surprised about. Don't know why, but shouldn't be. The Knicks guard Derek Rose. They're saying that there are trade rumors that the Timberwolves, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are in pursuit of him or, or questioning or, uh, you know, kind of putting feelers out for him to come to the Timberwolves. Now, if that sounds kind of like, um, you know, a good deal or if you may be wondering why the Timberwolves, we know that 
coach, Tom Thibodeau, he is the coach now with the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we know that Rose played under Coach Tibbs for five seasons with the Bulls. So uh, when asked about the trade rumors, Derrick Rose says, uh, said, I quote, that he's going with the flow. So I guess, you know, he could care here, there, everywhere. I don't, you know, I really don't think Derrick Rose wants to play basketball anymore. I think he wanted out of, of, of Chicago just for the pressure, you know, being the hometown kid, you know, being the MVP, and then having two, um, you know, busted knees. And then, you know, trying to come back and sitting out the season and all that. So I think he just, he really wanted a fresh start out of Chicago. But as of right now, Again, you know, with the disappearing act that he had last month, and you know, he he just sits more than he plays. So, I definitely think, and it's really sad too, because I would hate to see him be a journeyman in the in, in the NBA with as much talent as he possessed, and just the expectations of um, you know what everybody wanted to see from him. Because that boy, I'm telling you, when he came in the league up until what the year after his MVP, that boy was bad. He was a force to be reckoned with. And I just I love the fact that he donned that, that bull on his but now that bull has turned into a donkey, I think, and Derek, it might be time to say goodbye. I don't know. What do you think, y'all? Call me up. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to talk to me, okay? But yeah, so they're saying that the Timberwolves are showing interest in Derek Rose. And I wonder how Joe Kim Noah's gonna feel about that, because you know the only reason he went to the Knicks was because Derek Rose was there. He wanted to go with his best friend. And Derek might be pulling a Kevin Durant. You're going to find out how close you are. Because Joaquin, he's not he's locked into like a three- or four-year deal. So it's going to take a lot. And they already overpaying Joaquin because quiet as it's kept. And I'm, I love some Joaquin Noah. Me and my dad, we go through this when he was, he was playing playing for the Bulls. My daddy didn't like Joaquin. He just, I guess he thought it was a, just took up too much space. I don't know. But I just love Joaquin's energy. You know, he, he, can, he can get you fired up. He, he'll miss some layups now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he will go grab some rebounds and he will get that team energized. So um, I did hate to see him leave, but he might have left a year too late because he, you know, he had some injury. Um, he was kind of injury prone there towards the end of his tenure with the Bulls too. So I don't know. We'll see. But the, the Knicks again, they seem to be moving in the wrong direction as well. But I don't mind. I don't mind at all. <laughs> so we know that the NBA trade deadline is uh, it ends tomorrow at 3 p.m. So it might be just a, a, a you know just a flurry of, of things that come in tonight and early part of tomorrow. But the trade deadline is tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, uh, let's get to it. NBA All Star Weekend. Did anybody watch it? Anybody? Somebody? Please say you that I was not the only one. It started off was Saturday with the skills competitions. Okay, let's go through that. Uh, let's see what happened. We had the uh, Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, the big, the big fella. So, you know, they have the big guys going against the, the small guys. So that you have the forwards and um, your, your guards going up against the centers um, in the competition. So I said Kristaps Porzingis of New York Knicks, he won the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. Uh, then we went to the three-point contest. Um, the reigning three-point champion, he gets put out the first round. The whole matter of fact, they, they went in sets of three. So the first three advanced. The second three, they didn't even put up, I think, 11 points. So then we would go to the, um, you know, the second round, and then we ended up having a shoot-off. It was between Kyrie Irving and 
who is the winner, Eric Gordon of Houston, and Eric Gordon of Houston, which they are the reigning three-point shooters in the league right now, so it's no shouldn't be a surprise that somebody from the Houston Rockets won the three-point contest. But, yeah, so Eric Gordon, he pulled that out. But the, the, the whole – just the whole competition just wasn't that exciting to me. I don't know. I don't know if it was just the participants. I don't know if it's because Clay Thompson got booted out in the first first round. He didn't really look to be too involved in it either, though. Um, but, yeah, so if you didn't watch it, the contestants were Eric Gordon, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, Wesley Matthews of the Mavericks, C.J. McCollum of the Trailblazers, uh, Kimber Walker of the Hornets, and Nick Young, Swaggy P of the Lakers. Um, but, yeah, they could have stayed home. And then, of course, we had the the Verizon Slam Dunk Contest. It should have been the um, Attempt Slam Dunk Contest. That's what it should have been. They had a brother... And I, I said this last week when I when I mentioned the people who were participating. I just didn't know to the extent of his NBA tenure. Derrick Jones Jr. Potential. I'll give it to him. Give him a couple of years. Give him you know this this rest of this season over the summer. And if he comes back, he may be a force to be reckoned with. But the brother's only been 20 days in the NBA before he participated. What? That's, we had to dig that deep to get participants for the NBA Slam <clears throat> Dunk Contest at NBA All-Star Weekend? Come on now. All these players we have in the league, and nobody wants to participate. Now, I did have a question when it came to um, DeAndre Jordan. Because I'm like, why now? Why would DeAndre Jordan want to participate now? But he had a very good point. He said that he did not want to participate in any All-Star activities until he was an official all-star. So kudos to you, DeAndre. Yes, this was his first year being named to the All-Star team. He was um, named as a, as a reserve, but hey, it doesn't matter. He's on the roster. So um, I, I kind of commend him for that. So he said he didn't want to be, he didn't want to participate in any activities, slam dunks, all you know, skills challenge, nothing until he became an All-Star. So that's the reason this was his first year participating in the slam dunk. It might be his last because. He was not nothing to write home about. I'm so sorry. But, yeah, just nothing to write home about. But Glenn Robinson III, he did very well, came out with a, with a pretty spectacular dunk. But then I think he did like the same dunk three times. What? You don't have anything else in your repertoire there, Glenn Robinson the third, The second and the first couldn't give you any, any pointers, couldn't give you any suggestions. No? None whatsoever. Okay. Then, uh, like I said, Derrick Jones Jr., so they were the ones that, that um, you know, they did the dunk off. And Glenn Robinson III, he ended up winning. I was just glad it was over. I really was. Then we move on to Sunday, to the game. Did anybody catch the game? Let me tell you what my favorite part of the game was, the introduction. How about that? If you if you saw it, if you didn't see it, please catch it on YouTube because you know me, I love my old school. And I thought that the introduction that they did was great. They had the Roots the Roots crew perform. So um, and then they had they went by um, they went by decades. So they started out with the 60s 
And then they had like the, the they had dancers and everything. So the dancers were in the little hoop skirts, the poodle skirts, and all of that kind of stuff. And then they talked about you know the the the, the players that were in the sixties. You know your, your your George Gervins and um, Russell Chamberlain and all of that. And then they came out. Anybody who did watch it, who uh, I'm sorry, first off with the sixties, they had Classic Man. You know I'm a classic man. Who is that? Jendaya, Jadaya, whatever his name is. So he came out and he rapped for that era. Okay, anybody who watched it, I don't know who the, the 70s dude was. He was good, but I don't know who he was. So anyway, they came out with, of course, the funk. So they had everybody in their bell bottoms and the disco lights and everything. And so he did the rap, and they were talking about, of course, um, you know, the 70s. You know, the, uh, uh, Lord, I'm going blank, but um, Dr. J and, and, you know, just that era. Um, of course, uh, West and, and all of them. So then you move to the 80s. And when they came out with the 80s, they did it no better. They had DMC of Run, Run, DMC. Yes. So he was the one that did the rap for the 80s. And, of course, they were talking about Magic, Bird, Isaiah, um, Ewing, just, you know, the, the, the crew from the 80s. And then the 90s was Michael B. Jordan. Didn't know he could rap. Well, he's got some skills. If you give him a script, he can rap to it. <laughs> But he came out and then he did um he did the uh the 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 genre for of course um Kobe, MJ, Shaq and all of that. So that to me, as you could tell, was the best part. I really enjoyed it. Glad I taped it because I can watch it over and over again. But the game itself, let's talk about it. The West, they won. What was the score you ask? One ninety two to one eighty two. That's ridiculous, y'all. Come on now. It, 192 points, 182 points. It was, what, 97 to 86 at halftime. They almost had 100 points at halftime. Uh, Kyrie Irving from Cleveland, he had 22 points. He shot 6 of 8 from the three-point um, field goal range, seven rebounds, 14 assists. He had three steals. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, this was his first uh, appearance in the All-Star game. He had 30 points. Of course, he plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. He had 30 points, six rebounds, three steals. Only Tom Chambers had more points in his All-State um, all-star debut with 34 points. That was back in 1987. And then, as uh, Marlon likes to say, uh, the king, of course, LeBron James, <laughs> he had 23 points. Uh, this is his 13th consecutive all-star start, and that ties an NBA record. And then Isaiah Thomas for Boston, he had 20 points. Now moving on to the West, um, Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans, the home uh, home team, for, for All-Star, he was the MVP. He had 52 points, 10 rebounds, and he's the first MVP from the host city since the 2011 All-Star game, which Kobe Bryant won. Now, Unibrow, he had 52 points in the All-Star game. You want to know why he had 52 points? Because nobody played defense. The dunk contest was on Sunday. And so my thing is, is this, okay, if you want to participate in the dunk contest, then participate in the dunk contest. But this should at least be a game. There should be some type of defense played in the NBA All-Star game. I know it's an exhibition game. I understand that. But at least in the fourth quarter, can we get some competition? I mean, it was literally like Noah's Ark. They would just, the lane would just be wide open. They'd just let you run down the court and just dunk it. Or there would be three passes to, to a player, and then he would dunk it. They were trying to attempt to throw, throw alley-oops to themselves off the backboard so they could dunk it. It was just a dunk fest. 
And I'm like, okay, well, if you want to participate, you need to show up on, on, on Saturdays, or we need to move the dunk contest to Sunday, either one. Pick, pick your poison. But we have got to get better with this, with this all-star game, for the fans at least. You know, people don't want to, you know, pay their, pay their money to just see this. I wouldn't. You know, I, I really wouldn't, wouldn't. I want to see a game. And it's not like it's football. Let's just be real. Can you get injured in a, in a basketball game? Of course you can. You, there's, you could twist your ankle, an Achilles, bump knees. But let's be real. Don't these same players play in the summer? These same players play at the Olympics, and, and they play with, with competition. So come on now, I, 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 something needs to be done with, with the All-Star game. I was just very disappointed, very disappointed. Um, but like I said, for the West, so Anthony Davis, he won the MVP. Uh, let's see, Westbrook, he had 41 points, 7 assists. Durant, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. This was his fourth triple-double in All-Star game history. Um, Steph Curry put up 21 points, 6 assists. James Harden, a lot of people thought that he was going to uh, try to go for the MVP. Well, he wasn't going to get it with 12 points, 7 rebounds, or 12 assists. So I don't think it, MVP was really on his mind. And then DeMarcus Cousins, at the time he was with the Sacramento Kings, he only played two minutes. Maybe they knew he was getting traded. I don't know. But that was 10 fewer uh, minutes than any other player um, on the all-star roster. So, again, just, um, you know, the highlight of the game was when Durant threw Westbrook alley-oop. Really? That's as good as we're going to get, huh? And then, of course, uh, it was kind of cute after they uh, after the play because after Durant threw up the alley-oop, Brooke, of course, dunked the ball, um, he gave him, you know, the shout-out, like, appreciate that. And then as they were running down the court, Russell did kind of like, you know, slap his leg, slap Westbrook's uh, Russell slapped Durant's leg, like, you know, how they do. Hey. And then as they were walking to the bench, they went to commercial, so we didn't really see if they had any interaction as they were walking to the bench. But then once they got to the bench, the, the players on the, on the um, bench, they kind of like threw up some ice or water, made it look like confetti, and then they were clapping and all that kind of stuff. So they made it out to a good moment. But really, that's all I had. That's, so that, that's all the highlights I have. So if you saw it and you watched it, what do you think? I mean, do you care? You know, is anybody still watching the, the All-Star game? Because if it's like that, they're not going to have too many more people tuning in. There were some um, records set. As I mentioned, Anthony Davis, he scored 52 points in the game. Uh, for most field goal attempts and makes in a game, Anthony Davis, uh, he was 26 of 39. Uh, the most, like I said, Kevin Durant, the fourth triple-double in All-Star history, 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. And this was the most combined points in a quarter, half, and a game. So they had 101 points um, combined in a quarter. At halftime, combined points were 189. And then at halftime, the combined points were 374. That is not fantastic. 347-826-7924. That's the number to call to talk to your girl tonight. And also the highest combined field goal percentage in a game, 57.9%. So they um, shot 280 and made 152. I don't know. Is it just me? Am I overreacting? Am I being a little bit too, you know, dramatic about it? I don't think so, though. I know it's an exp exhibition. I understand it. I get that. But can we get a little bit of competition? Come on now. 
Y'all can do better than that. This was supposed to be the first all-star game without Dwayne Wade or Carmelo Anthony, but remember, Kevin Love got injured. He's been he's going to be out for um, at least the next six weeks. So they did replace Kevin Love with Carmelo Anthony um, to replace him on the roster. So we did have either Carmelo Anthony or Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was there, though. He was there sitting on the sidelines. But, um, but yeah, so that's just my two, two cents. What do you think? Call me up. Let's talk about it. So heading into the second half of the NBA season now, so um, play resumes tomorrow. Games start picking up, um, start, you know, playing tomorrow. So heading into the second half of the season, this is the standings for the NBA top eight. So, like, basically if the season started today, these would be your top eight. So for the East, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a record of 39-16. and 16. Second, Boston Celtics at 37 and 20. The Washington Wizards are coming in third. Quiet as it's kept, the Washington Wizards are really playing some really good ball. Um, Bradley Beal and John Wall—they've—they've they've been a, a good tag team dynamic duo for the past like three or four years, but they just had injuries to overcome, and you know they don't really get a lot of TV time as well, so that that uh, we're able to see their play. But again, quiet as it's kept, Washington Wizards are making some noise in the East. It's not really hard to do in the East either. Okay. Uh, fourth place, Toronto Raptors. We know that Toronto just acquired Sergi Ibaka. So this is going to be – this is going to make it very interesting. How long will it take for Ibaka to, you know, um, emerge into that team and, and get that chemistry together? Um, we know that Toronto, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, again, the dynamics are going to be, are going to be changing, I think, week to week. Five, Atlanta Hawks, 32-24. Um, sixth place, the Indiana Pacers. Seven, my Bulls are hanging in there. They're, they're seventh right now at 28 and 29, and then rounding out the top eight are the Detroit Pistons, 27 and 30. And then for the Western Conference, Golden State, of course, sits atop the West at 47 and 9. San Antonio is second at 43 and 13. Houston Rockets hold the third place at 40 and 18. Clippers on the fourth place. Uh, Utah Jazz are fifth. The Memphis Grizzlies, the sixth place. Um, seventh, Oklahoma City, they are hanging in there. And then the Denver Nuggets, they round out the West at 25 and 31. And everybody in the West, except for the Nuggets, have a better record than the um, East. So it's like the, it's 39 and 16 for the Cavaliers. They are the only ones that, um, no, if they were in the West, well, yeah, if they were in the West, they'd be there, but they would be sitting in fourth place. So it just shows you the dynamic of who's reigning right now, East or West. West, they still have a hold on it. All right, so with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into another quick break, and then on the outside of this, it will be time for the baddest lady in the land when she puts her pen to that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be coming up in the next four minutes and 21 seconds. So make a move. We'll be, back, be right back. This is TJ, LL's Force 2. I may live Oh 
Darling, baby, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to your girl, TJ, tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so I said it before the break. You know what time it is. It is time for the baddest lady in the land. She puts her pen to that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? This is a dedication to Janelle at the Staples Center. 
the foot was beat the halt 99 to 84. It wasn't too difficult to close that door. This is their fourth straight win. They need to maintain this trend. Despite Chris Paul's injury, they're doing well. As a team, they need to continue to jail. Blake at 17 points, nine assists, and five rebounds. You could hear the winning sound. The bench had 42 of the 99 points. The coach and fans, they did not disappoint. There were 11 players participating in the scoring. This game was far from boring. Dwight got a weak double-double, while all-star Millsap shooting was in trouble. Well, Atlanta's fifth place in the East, and we're fourth place in the West. We still need to strive to be the best. Hey, Lou, I gotta give you the double. I gotta give you the double dip on that. You gonna get the applause, the applause and the snaps. Hold on, hold on. I got to give you. See, did I throw enough shade to bring her on the phone? Uh, hey, Lou, the sun is nowhere to be found. Okay, I mean it's trees all over that place. Okay. Oh, I like it. What'd you say? The winning sound. <laughs> you did that. I got to give it to you. You did that. <laughs> did, I say that did, did I say that Dwight got a weak double double? I think it was like seventeen and eleven. You know that's not a lot of points. You know, but you know he he got a double double. It was weak. But Neil Sam, he was in trouble with his shooting, and that boy, he's he's he was all star. He's an all star player and everything. That's all I'm gonna say. Is that enough to bring Janelle to the phone? What? He phone home. Uh, that look, she hit one before. I think it was seven words in. Okay, so we. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, y'all think you done struck a nerve? Yeah, that, that shade tree is hanging very low, ain't Lou? Okay, very low. Um, real quick before I bring Janelle in, you just mentioned Paul Millsap. Did you know that he? Did you? Um, let me slow down. Are you aware that he's from Monroe, Louisiana? Didn't know that girl. Didn't know it, but you know he's not my player. No. Oh, in other words, you don't care. No, it's not that. It's just that you know I do research on my boys, not necessarily somebody else. Go on home now. Go on. Wait, let me give a shout out because I can never get a shout out. So let me give a shout out. Uh, these are the lady birthdays to our sister-in-law Mary. She will always be my sister-in-law. And she turned um, fifty-nine on February the sixteenth. We missed that. I mean, I missed shouting out last week. Portia was February the thirteenth, and then uh, and she's your niece and my my niece, your cousin. And Cassandra was February the eleventh, and she's my niece and your cousin. So I just want to give a. Uh, Happy belated birthdays to all those beautiful women. Now you can bring Janelle in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on. Let's see. The Batman signal has been put up in the air. 678508, just just, come on in here. Just come on. What you got to say?
dedicated to me and then just throw shade the whole time. That's just... <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to give you a little spank clippers. Uh, first off, I, I'm so glad, Tina, that you mentioned the fact that even with our best, well, almost our best on the East, all the records on the West are still better. I mean, it's, that's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. That is. I, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know. We got some some really good teams in, on the on the East, but I don't have a clue what's going on with them, with them right now. I really don't. But what well, um, I'm gonna I think it's because they don't have to. They really don't have to. You know, it's like this is good enough. You know what I mean? So un- unfortunately, because, like I said, the Boston Celtics are good. The Wizards are good. Toronto is good. I wish my Bulls were in that con- in that conversation, but you know they're not. But the thing is, that's the problem. I love basketball. Back when basketball, everybody was fighting to be on top. You know, just right. because your your squad was good, and you know, and I remember it used to be some blowouts for some of them horrible teams. Nobody cared because you couldn't play. You got out there, and if you lost by fifty points, you just lost by fifty points, and they don't play like that no more. Everybody is showboating, and and I mm-hmm. can't stand it. I like it when it used to be a competition, and I'm glad you said. Uh, let me. I want to touch on that um, on on uh, All Star Weekend because just understand when I tell you that I've been so disappointed with these last at least four or five years of All Star because it, it's it's just like you said. Everybody is showboating. If you want to be, you know, throwing slam dunks and doing all this other stuff, do that during the competition when it's time for that. I want to see the teams battle it out. Exactly. Uh, last year, what's crazy is last year they set a record for the most points. I think it was um, I can't remember if it was like 156 points or something like that. I'm like, you're what right, you're doing? right. They did set they did set a record last year, and then now it's like they yeah. kind of just outset, out, you know, outdo the the, the, the next record. Hold, Janelle, real quick. Um, hey Lou, are you over there on a the CB or something? What is that? No, no, no. I'm sorry, <laughs> I was hitting the microwave. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> about one was this trade thing you know i was reading you know i always keep up on the um on the news when i don't catch it on the sports channel but i was mm-hmm. reading an interview i can't remember who it was you know what infuriates me about this whole trade thing do you know that they don't inform the players when they in talk um with, with that pisses me off like you just don't trade me and don't ask me if that's what i want to do that, i mean that yeah, wears my nerves I think that's in the contract because I think Boogie found out that he was being traded. At, uh, he was speaking to the media, and that the the reporters asked him a question, and he said, "Well, what do you mean you're gonna start out with another set of questions?" And then his agent or somebody came and whispered in his ear, and he was like, "Oh, for real? Oh, okay. Well, okay. What y'all want to ask me now?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dang! They didn't even tell him before he went to go take questions." Yeah, that's crazy. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't sign a contract where you are, you know, allowed to determine my future because I can't, you know, supposing you send me someplace where I already know that I don't have good chemistry with those players. I'm not up for that. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do it, and I think it's wrong. I think that the player should have some kind of, you know, input or some kind of at least inform me before you start talking trades. I don't want to find out when I'm in an interview or 
seeing on the news that I just got traded, you should have the decency to, you know, if I put in my heart and soul with a team, you should at least have the decency to come to me and say, hey, this is what we're thinking about. That's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's – I think they know that, though. I think um, – not to say that it's right, but I think um, all, you know, all NBA players know that at any minute, you know, you can be – thinking you're coming to, to, you know, to this home game to participate here and you're headed on a plane to, you know, cross the, cross the uh, country. So um, you would think that they would give them at least that, that courtesy, but it looks like they don't have to. They don't have to. Um, real yeah. quick, hey, Lou, I just wanted to ask you, with Magic coming mm-hmm. back, are you are you thinking about um, picking, picking back up that Laker car? I'm not – I am not jumping ship, Janelle. I am not jumping ship, no. <laughs> but I think it's a great thing that Magic's coming back. Let's see if he can light the, ignite the fire, if he can get some winning wins. And they first got to get a team now, a good team now, okay? And I don't know if Kobe's coming wow. back or not. I heard that they was contacting Kobe. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, when I was a Lakers fan, Magic was a part of that, you know. I, I know team. That's why I'm asking, you know I mean? and I will be the first one to tell you, Aunt Lou, because you know how I am about loyalty and being with, with the team when they're good and they're bad. I will let you know mm-hmm. right now, if you do decide to go back to the Lakers, I will not hold it against you. I will not revoke your fandom card. However, you need to get back on that bandwagon <laughs> while they're losing, because if you wait until they start okay. winning the championships and then say that you're going to be a Lakers fan, then you're going to you know, you're gonna have to be in timeout. I'm just letting you know. Okay. Then, then we're going to refer to you like a Marlin basketball fan. <laughs> the old boy got a weakness, huh? Marlin got a weakness. Because he's showing yeah, his it's called, it's called LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, I'm going to stay with, with the Clippers uh, because it, it's L.A. And, um, you know, and like I said, I'll just root and cheer Magic on, and you know. But, um I was looking at the picture manager. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks manager is looking good. He's keeping fit and everything. I just mm-hmm. hope he can get those, shake those, uh, you know, the team back in shape. But uh, no, I'm going to stay with the Clippers and I'm staying with Seattle. Uh, okay. And that's all I'm going to say on that one. But I did want okay. to say too that uh, that the uh, All Star game it was what 192 to 180. That is ridiculous. The scoring. What was it? 192 to 182 or something like that. Who scores like that? Obviously, the All Stars they they play no defense, no defense whatsoever. No, and no. but I'm saying, but you know, they, they even you know, know. but it's just you know we never had no scores like that uh, in all the All Star years. Come on, exactly. it was like those, a holiday. Those players took it as a game. They were serious about. Yeah. It. They were serious about competing. So yeah, that's, play, that's, that's when that's when the slam got the slam dunk contest and the three point contest back in it. That's when it was fun to watch because they weren't yeah. doing all this outrageous stuff. I remember one year somebody pulled a car out, and I'm like, "What is y'all doing? This is not what the contest is supposed to be about." Like I mean, Griffin, they get ridiculous with them. He had just got his he had just signed his contract with Kia. That's all they put the car in there. But yeah, yeah but but normally aren't the score isn't the score like about a hundred and something? But I know I mean we're talking almost two hundred points. Yeah, see last year it was like that too though. Exactly, but even you know even in the you know back in the, in the day or you know I'd even say five 
seven, eight years ago, it would be in the hundreds, but it'd be like one thirty something to one forty something. But you know, sometimes you right. have regular games like that because nobody plays mm-hmm. defense anymore. But right. again, um, and and to your point, Janelle, you know, back in the day, we had the superstars wanting to go up against each other in the slam dunk yes. contest. Um, they were talking to to Dominique on first take um last week, and he was saying that you know that was. That was the purpose of All Star, you know, to give the fans, yes. of course, a show. But I wanted to know, I wanted you to know that I was the man. And Michael wanted, you know, Michael wanted Dominique to know that he was the man. So it was like you had your right. premier players going up against each other trying to show who was the best. We don't have that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. You are 100% yeah, it, right about that. It's, it it was my fa- uh, one of my favorite uh uh, three-point contest was, um, and this is one of the things, one of the tragedies of basketball for me, is Reggie Miller. That boy was a three-point shooter like you have never seen in your life. He is one mm-hmm. of the people that it just hurts my heart that he left the league without a ring because that boy was phenomenal. Yeah. He carried that team the entire time he was on it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, and what's crazy is the hatred that he got when um he when he got picked up by the Pacers. That's the thing that killed me. I'm like, man, he is going into a hostile environment. But by the time he left, everybody loved him. Yeah. I mean, because he played his heart out every time he got on the floor. And it's just things are not like that no more. Everybody is all about me, 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 and forgetting about the team aspect of it. Yeah, and that. He, and he, he has a good personality, too, and his sister is a sweetie, too. Cheryl, she's sweet, too. Yeah, she that girl is another beast. She that woo. I used to love to watch that girl play. That she was a beast. Yeah, but she was better than a brother. Touch on this um, Magic Johnson thing real quick, because I, you know, it's, it's funny to me that you and I were just talking about this last week, and then all of a sudden they, you know, made that announcement. But right. you know, I understand um, Jeannie Bus Bus um, frustration with the Lakers. You know, not especially not with them being a half game out of last place in the West. That's crazy. That's not ever something that you would think you would be able to say, but this particular decision concerns me, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I I, I absolutely love Magic Johnson. Don't mm-hmm. ever question. He is one of my all-time, not only favorite Lakers, but favorite players, period. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you fire the, the general manager, Kuchet, and then also fire your brother, which I, I knew that was coming. That should have happened right. a long time ago. Uh, let's yeah. just be honest. I, I'm, I'm proud of her for finally getting the courage to do that. But, okay, and replace him with just one person. Okay, and don't get me wrong. Magic, we know his success on the court and as a businessman. But he doesn't mm-hmm. have success as a culture, as a GM. Yes, he is part owner of the WNBA champions, L.A. Sparks. But that doesn't mean that you can take that that same aspect on a different side of of being a part of a team. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I, it doesn't it doesn't mean it's going to translate to him being a, a good VP. But you know, he's not the GM exactly. now. They did hire they hired Kobe Kobe Bryant's agent. Um, his right. name is Rob Pelinka. Yeah. I, I did read that. But the thing for me is look at what, what's going on with Phil Jackson right now. I just want to use this as an example because we know as a player and as a coach what his success was. He had two championships as a player and 11 as a coach with two different teams. And in the yeah. three years that he's been in that position in New York, it hasn't transformed into success. And that's the thing that's concerning me for Magic because the the problem with this is I, I just feel like if it if he turns it around 
them. Jeannie's going to get the, 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 the accolades because she had the sense enough to put him in that spot. But if he doesn't turn it around, he's going to be in the same situation where Phil is in where everybody is slamming him for the decisions that he's making. And with Phil Jackson, the thing that kills me is the fact that for years, everybody chased him. And for years, even New York. And when um, when he when they first came to him the first couple of times, he was like, no, he could say no for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, he changed his mind. And I think he should have just followed his first mind and stayed out of it because, I, I mean, I, it, it's just it's crazy to see what he's going through right now with all the things that are going on with New York. Everybody just knew because, you know, we all we all know uh, everybody loves Phil Jackson. Let's just be honest. Uh, if you don't love Phil Jackson, something is wrong with you because the boy has a mindset as a coach like no other. Eleven championships with two different teams. Come on now. Who else can say that they're that they've been able to do that? But my thing is five years ago magic was all over that let's give um Puchek and Bust a chance to fix it and now he thinks he can do a better job. He if he doesn't do what what he thinks he can do or what he claims he's gonna be able to do, then what's gonna happen is he's gonna end up with egg in his face. Yeah, you know? and they'll just blame him for everything. Exactly. And that's well, to address concern. to address your first point with Magic, I think that Magic was saying he was trying to be politically correct, and I think that he knew that Jeannie was in was not in a position or wasn't um as, she just wasn't ready to let go of her brother. So I think he was just saying what needed to be said in order in in hopes to try to galvanize the um the organization. I don't think at any time was he secure or confident that uh, Jim Buss was going to turn this around. I really don't. Because I think that because uh, he made it very clear that there were some there were some decisions that were going to have to be made when he entered into this um, entered into this meeting on Tuesday. You know, he was this because uh, you know she she made him the analyst or, or whatever uh, position he was going to try to hold. But he did want he did want to be able to take control of a little more of the reins. He just didn't think he would be able to do it as long as Jim Buss was in in um, in the position he was. So I don't think it was that he was supporting Jim. I think he was just trying to be as positive as he could with the situation that it was. Now, to address your, your points with Phil Jackson, true, it doesn't mean, like I, said, like I said earlier, it doesn't mean that translation, you know, him being good on the court, um, a good player and a good coach, that it's automatically going to transition into him being a good front office man. But let's be real, Phil Jackson does not want to be there in New York. I think that's the bottom line. He is trying to sabotage it so he can get out. This man, I think the problem was, like you said, he shouldn't have taken the job in the first place. I think he had no desire to be a front office man, not for the New York Knicks. Now, had it been for the Lakers, I think we would be seeing a different outcome. Kind of kind of when you look at Michael Jordan when he became owner of the Charlotte um, Bobcats, Hornets, whatever they were when he took office or when he, when he took over. Right. See, he thought that right. his, his basketball acumen was going to translate into being able to recruit and all that. No, bro, you got to get people around you. And once he, again, right. Just like when he started winning in Chicago, once he got a good team around him, then his team started to make moves. But with Phil, I really don't think he wants to be in New York. He just couldn't turn down that $13 million a year. <laughs> I really think that's what it is because he's not traveling with the team. All he does is come to the home games. He doesn't go to any of the away games. Um, he really doesn't have a lot to do with, with the with the decision-making and all that. Uh, yeah, he had a, a little bit to do with bringing in Christos Porzingis, but he really isn't making a lot of decisions. Um, Phil does not want to be there. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone from the New York Knicks by the end of this year, no later than next year, and if he holds a front office job with the Lakers. Mark my words. Phil just don't want to be there in, in New York, so he's not trying. 
discussion. Well, I, you know what, to be honest, I would love to see that happen. I really would. I, I really would because I, to, for him to take that position with, with New York, that just really blew my mind because for years they were chasing him. And every year I would see read interviews where he was talking about how many different people and they would be one of them that would be chasing him to take that position. And he would say, no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. He should have just left that alone because what's going to happen is, you know how people are so fickle. People are so fickle. Instead of remembering him from the legacy that he's already put together, they're going to remember him as the one who came uh, to New York and didn't do nothing with the team. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't think that we can ever forget what he did as a coach. Because it was just too true monumental. Basketball fans. You know, it's just gonna, true yeah, basketball it's just gonna be a, an asterisk by his name, probably. But I think for the most part, he's still gonna be remembered for his greatness as a coach. It's, everybody's just gonna be like, "Why did he take that job?" I think that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but they, you say you, you're right, though. This is a fickle world we live in, so ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Well, but ma'am, I well, just I, wanted to. Um, I had to call in because you know. I have to get on y'all every week about this shade throwing. I promise you, one week is gonna be a week. I seriously doubt this comment that I'm making, but I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a try anyway. One week is gonna be a week where we don't have no shade thrown. Okay, I don't believe don't, that. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, Janelle, I don't know you might not be calling in one night. I don't know. I'm not sure what you think, Halo. <laughs> if you don't throw the shade, then you know it's no fun. It really you isn't. You gotta have controversy is good. No, oh my gosh, that is so natural. <laughs> and I just want to say, who won the uh, All Star Game? What team? The what, what side? East side, West side? Which one? East what, side, West side? You knew what she was. No, you know what? You knew she what she was trying to get you to say. Why would you go ahead and give it to her, Tina? Come on now. Because the, cause, cause the Clippers ain't winning nothing, so she might as well revel in the West wedding. I mean, you know, it's, she it's told the truth. Janelle, she told the truth. The West side won, and I told her last week that the West was the best, and I'm still standing on my word. Okay? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but I just want to say, TT, I love you, and. And Janelle, I love you. I've never met you. I'm looking forward to meeting you one day. And um, you girls keep doing what you're doing. I'm learning and having a good time doing it. Yes. Yeah. Well, as always. So, oh, go ahead, Janelle. I am. I'm so looking forward to the day that you get to Atlanta because I promise you, we are definitely getting together because I absolutely love your personality. And, but I can't imagine being in a room with you and Tina at the same time. That that would blow my mind because she sometimes be way too much for me. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine the two of y'all together. Well, it's gonna be it'll be fireworks, it'll be uh, explosions, but we'll be there. <laughs> and then and then Janelle, then you add my mom on top. It's just like the cherry. It's just, Ooh, I'll tell yeah. you, it's, it's too much. It's too much. That's too much. But it's right. Three, you Tina. Right. Three, you out. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, as always, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank y'all so much. I'm, you know, I love, as, as the show says, ladies love sports too. Yes, we do, and I love talking yes, about it do. with y'all. <laughs> all right, well, y'all all be right. good and be blessed, girl. All you right. too. Enjoy your evening. Bye, ladies. Bye now. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to TJ on Wednesday night. See that? See how that's how we do this. 
That's how we do it. Ladies talking sports, fellas talking sports. Where can you find this? Where can you find this type of entertainment? You can't. You can't. So you better be here Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. All right, so let's see. What do we have? Oh, the, the time. This is what I'm talking about. See, the time, two hours. It just flies right on by. All right, so let's see. We talked about NBA. Uh, there's some NFL. This is two weeks in a row, y'all. We haven't even gotten to the NFL, but that's great. Uh, real quick, let's go over Darrell Revis. We know that he was um, in a, an altercation last Thursday uh, in Pittsburgh. They said that he was out at 2.40, about 2.45 in the morning. Uh, for all of you who are wondering, well, what is he doing out at 2.45 in the morning? He was handling his business, okay? He's about to um, take ownership in some property. And he wanted to go see what the area was like, you know, what's the scene at, at his new um, uh, property, what is it like at 2.45 in the morning. And people recognized him, two gentlemen. Uh, they said that they approached him, asked who he was. They were 21 and 22 years old, the people um, that, that approached him. Uh, they asked if, if he was Darrell Revis. He said yes. Then one of them um, turned on a camera, their video camera, and started trying to record him. And if anybody, you know, you because Darrell Rivas was on Hard Knocks one, one year, and he's a very private person. He's not boisterous. He's not, you know, flamboyant. He's about his money. Follow Darrell Rivas. If you follow football, you know he is about his money because that brother is re-upping his contract every two to three years, every two years, if not one. So he is about his money. Um, again, the gentleman, one turned on a camera, started following him, and before you know it, uh, they were waking up off the pavement, headed to the hospital. What happened in between them, we're still trying to figure it out, but we'll get to the bottom of it eventually. But, yes, um, there, was a, there was another gentleman that was with Darrell Revis, and there was a video that was sent to TMZ, and in the video TMZ was reporting that it was Darrell Revis saying that, you know, he had pretty much knocked out the two guys, and he was asking someone else, you know, do you want some of this? But um, there was a confirmation on first take, there was a, a former player that played with Darrell Rivas, and he said that he could confirm that it was not Darrell Rivas. And there have been, been plenty of other people that have spoken out saying that they could also confirm that um, uh, it was uh, was it Woody? Um, oh, I can't think of his name, but he played with he played with Rivas when he was with the Patriots. But anyway, they confirmed that it was not Darrell Rivas's voice on the um, on the camera. But again, he is charged with two felony counts of aggravated assault one felony count each of robbery and conspiracy, and a misdemeanor count of terroristic threats. Now, what are terroristic threats? You know, right about now you could say, you know, I'm going to kill you or something, and that could be considered a terroristic threat. We, The, the laws here are kind of, kind of gray. But um, he has been charged with four felony counts, and the latest that we heard today was that his um, his hearing has been moved to March 15th. It was supposed to be this coming Thursday, but they have moved it to March 15th now. So hopefully all this gets cleared up and, um, you know, he doesn't have to, he won't lose his job over this or this won't, you know, stain or tarnish his image. But if it taught you one thing, don't mess with Darrell Revis, okay, especially at 2.43 in the morning when he's trying to, 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 do, to be about his business, okay? Leave him, Michael Jackson said, leave him alone. Okay, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to TJ on LL Sports Two. All right, so with excuse me, with that, so let's go ahead and get to our Wednesday Wikipedia. Let's pull that up. So, what happened on this day in the world of sports? Well, I'm about to tell you. 
Let's see. Boy, we have so much that we didn't get to. I love it. I love it. All right, so what happened today in the world of sports? Let's talk about it. 1860. You want to know how far back basketball, uh, baseball goes? 1860, organized baseball's first game was played in San Francisco, California. 1962, Wilt Chamberlain of the Philadelphia Warriors attempted 34 free throws in a game against St. Louis. In 1985, George Gervin of San Antonio Spurs, he scored his 25,000th career point. And then in 1995, the NFL and CBS Radio agreed to a new four-year contract for an annual 53-game package of games. All right? So that's what happened in the world of sports, February 22nd. And with that, y'all, it's a wrap. Yes, two hours, I'm telling you, they fly by. I hope you enjoy it half as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. All right, so let's go ahead. We're going to give our shout-outs to everybody listening in on uh, in the chat room, listening in online. I know you're out there because you're telling me about the show, and the only way you could tell me about the show is if you were listening, so I know you're out there. But if you don't create an account and join me in the chat room, I can't give you a personalized shout-out. But I know you're out there, so thank you so much for tuning in. Everybody on the phone lines is 661-670-678-508-770-896-678-926. That's my daddy. Hey, daddy. 336-601-678-898. As I say, each and every week, whether it's 20 minutes or the whole two hours, I appreciate the support. You don't know how much. I want to give a quick shout-out to everybody who has joined in since the last time. I'm going to give um, everybody a their shout-out, I try to give it as they join. So, Jessica, I saw you. Lawrence Jackson, that's my daddy again. Uh, Joanne, thank you so much for tuning in. She says, hey, Tina, hey, lady. Misty Joyner Downer, what's up, girl? She says, hey, Tina, hello, my sister, 49er sister. Tony, what's going on with you, Tony? Jesse, thank you so much. She said, give me some cousins. I like that. Okay. Are, are you a Pelicans fan there, Jesse? Is that what that means? Marilyn, what's going on? Chris, Chris Nettema, thank you so much. So as I say, each and every week, thank you so much. Make sure to like the post and share the videos, all right? So let's see who else, artists that celebrate. Oh, we didn't feature any artists tonight. Birthdays today, Drew Barrymore, she turns 42. Steve Irwin, remember the um, Crocodile Dundee man? Um, we lost him 2006. He would have turned 55 today. Robert Kardashian, yes, the man who helped get O.J. Simpson off of double murder. Um, he died in 2003. He would have been 73 today. Rajon Rondo, uh, currently of my Chicago Bulls. He turns 31. Khalil Mack of the uh, Oakland Raiders, formerly to be who knows who. We don't know where they're going. But he turns 26. And Dr. J, Julius Irvin, he turns 67. So happy birthday to each of them. To my main fan, Mr. Silicon Valley himself, Marlon. A shout out to him for calling in tonight, as always. Of course, to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics and for Janelle for chiming in on that great set, as always. And last, but by no means least, my mom, Miss Denise Green, for holding down the timeline, for holding down LL Sports 2, and for holding down your girl, TJ. I love you, Essie. All right, y'all, so that's going to do it for this week. We will return when? Next Wednesday, what time? 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And how do you tune in to this wonderful, phenomenal you know, just um, amazing thing that we got going on here. Well, let me tell you. Pick up that phone, dial 347-826-7924, or log on to blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2, 
or catch me live on Facebook, Tina D. Jackson. All right, and so with that, woo, there's only one more thing left, y'all. What is it? You already know. TJ's Motivational Moment. I am so tired of the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. Are they still friends? Are they enemies? The saga. You see, the issue isn't the fact that Durant left. You know, he had every right to test free agency and go wherever he felt was the right situation for him and his family. Now, what made his decision downright disrespectful and gives Russell the license to despise his decision is the fact he chose not to contact Russell Westbrook and have a sit-down, man-to-man conversation to tell him his decision and the team that he chose to join after his departure. Kevin Durant owed Russell Westbrook at least that much. The Golden State Warriors won a championship in 2015, came back the very next season and broke the regular season winning record with 73 wins, and are predicted to meet the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first ever trilogy in the NBA Finals. The Warriors don't need Kevin Durant, but Durant feels that he needs the Warriors to capture that elusive ring. And if the Warriors are able to win the chip this year or next year or whenever Durant is on their roster, in my opinion, there will always be an asterisk by the name of Kevin Durant. And it will validate what I've been saying all along about this new generation. They no longer want to beat the man. To be the man, they would rather join him. Now, every elite superstar athlete wants to be able to hoist a championship at one time in their career. But if they don't, aren't they still that elite superstar athlete? Just ask Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. And you're telling me that because he doesn't have a ring, Allen Iverson isn't one of the best point guards in NBA history? Stop And unfortunately... That appears to be the mentality of the world today. Nobody wants to work for anything anymore or put in the work that's necessary to be successful. So many people are so busy trying to use other people, or worse, so simple-minded to believe they can use what's between their legs versus using what's between their ears in order to get ahead. But there's something to be said about hard work, perseverance, and battling in the trenches. Now, there's nothing wrong with people lending a helping hand, but there's a difference between a hand up and a hand out. And think of the pride you have, the satisfaction, and the sense of accomplishment you feel when you've earned something versus someone clearing you a path or just giving it to you. So tonight, I'll leave you with a quote. It may take me longer to get to the top, but that's because I'm carrying my self-respect with me. It's cool if you want to take the shortcuts in life, but remember, shortcuts leave you just that, short. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourself, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Uh, the prime time. Basketball returns this Saturday. Bulls at the Cavaliers. So y'all make sure to catch that. 
Have a great rest of the week and a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.